St. Catherine of Siena once described a conversation that she had with the Lord in prayer where Jesus himself spoke these words to her. I am he who is, and you are she who is not. Now, when we hear, you know, right, like that, that reaction, that's, that's how we react to that, right? When we hear those words today, we might be tempted to think, wow, Jesus, that sounds a little bit harsh, doesn't it? Don't you care about my self-esteem? What do you mean by I am not? That I'm not holy enough or not successful enough or, or not productive enough or what? What do you mean? What do you mean by I am he who is not? I am she who is not? That's not what Jesus was really getting at, though. And, and we know that because when St. Catherine her, herself first heard those words in prayer, I am he who is and you are she who is not, she did not feel the least bit offended, disappointed, belittled, or any of that. No, quite the opposite, actually. She found joy and freedom in those words. She could say from the bottom of her heart, yes, God, you are he who is. And I am she who is not. So on this Gaudete Sunday, when the church encourages us all to rejoice, I think that we really ought to rejoice in that wonderful and seemingly paradoxical truth that we are small, and yet somehow we are still so important. That we are very nearly nothing, and yet God sent us a Savior. That our life is not about us. That we are, in fact, not. We depend utterly on God. And our identity is based completely in him. And St. John the Baptist is a fantastic role model for us in this humble I am not mentality. In today's gospel passage, the priests and the Levites come to the Baptist in order to ask him a bunch of questions. And they ask him first, are you the Christ? And his response is very blunt, and it's impossible to misinterpret. I am not the Christ. And so they shoot back another question. So, then, are you Elijah? And again, John replies, I am not. They ask once again, are you then the prophet? And he says once more, no, I am not. You can almost catch in John's blunt and forceful replies a deep joy, a rejoicing that he is none of these things. There is not a shred of regret, no hint that he would prefer to be the Christ. He's perfectly content to be exactly who he is. He's happy to be very nearly nothing. He joyfully proclaims, I am not the light that you are looking for. I came only to testify to the light. And this is what I love about St. John the Baptist. He doesn't pretend to be anything more than he actually is. He does not exaggerate, distort, or stretch the truth in any way. He trusts God enough to be the person that he was created to be. And from that place of, of deep intimacy and security in his identity in God, St. John the Baptist finds the strength and the freedom over and over and over again to say, I am not. But we struggle with this, don't we? We feel kind of threatened by how comfortable St. John the Baptist is with saying, no, I'm not. Very often we feel the pressure to prove ourselves and defend ourselves 
and justify our existence, right? We feel pressure to be everything to everyone. We feel like we need to live up to everyone's expectations, don't we? As if we need to convince the entire world that we are worth something, that we are worth loving, that we have something to offer. And so we keep saying over and over and over again in all sorts of different ways, I am, I am, I am, I am this, I am that. And we can spend our whole lives doing this exhausting sort of game, chasing after affirmation and acceptance. But really, this desperate self-assertion is pride. It's the first sin. It's the cause of Lucifer's downfall. For all eternity, Satan and all the other self-absorbed demons echo that same proud mantra, trying so hard to justify themselves. I am. And this is why we each need to beg the Lord for an increase in the virtue of, of humility. True humility. Humility is such a misunderstood virtue today. When we think about being humble, we can sometimes believe that it involves putting ourselves down, belittling ourselves, never allowing anyone to actually compliment us, never accepting praise or recognition. But as C.S. Lewis masterfully flips that lie from the devil on its head, humility is not about thinking less of ourselves, it's about thinking about ourselves less. That's a much different vision of humility, isn't it? One of my favorite books, Divine Intimacy, which is a great daily devotional for the whole liturgical year, uh, that book, Divine Intimacy, describes humility in this way. Christian humility does not lower, it elevates. It does not cast down, but gives courage. For the more it reveals to the soul its nothingness, right, I am not, the notness, the more it reveals to the soul its nothingness, the more it moves the soul toward God with confidence and abandonment. And that's the key, I believe. When we finally recognize our nothingness, when we rejoice in the fact that God is who he is and I am not. I'm not God. And then we discover how much we are loved by God. Yes, we are barely specks of dust in this cosmos. Yes, we are tiny beyond comprehension almost. And yet the God of the universe knows and counts every hair on our heads. He knows the unique intricacies of our fingerprints, of our DNA. He handcrafted every one of our cells in our bodies. Yes, you are nothing. And yet you matter to God. You are loved with, with an unconditional, never gonna stop, no matter what kind of love. And when we see all this through the eyes of faith, well, then we can finally feel safe and secure enough to rejoice in being nothing. We can rejoice that we are not God because God is so good and so perfect and so holy. I can't help but rem be reminded here of Gandalf's final interaction with Bilbo Baggins at the very end of the book, The Hobbit. You are a very fine person, Mr. Baggins, and I am very fond of you, he says, but you are only quite a little fellow in the wide world after all. And what is Bilbo's response? Is he offended? Is he disappointed that Gandalf said that he was small and little? Is his self-esteem wounded 
Is his pride hurt? No, because Bilbo replies, thank goodness. Thank goodness that I am small, right? That's the humility that we find in John the Baptist. Thank goodness I am not the Christ. Thank goodness I am not Elijah or the prophet or all these things. Thank goodness that I am not God. He can rejoice in that. Thank goodness. In fact, let's say that together. Can you say that with me? I am not God. I am not God. And thank goodness for that, right? This place would be on fire, man. I would just be like, all right, let's call down, let's call down fire from heaven, brimstone. Let's start over, right? Thank goodness I'm not God. We find this so beautifully at work, this I am not humility in the life, most of all, in the Blessed Virgin Mary. I don't know if you noticed this, but our responsorial psalm today was not actually from the book of the Psalms. They were the words of Mary taken from the Gospel of Luke, uh, particularly her Magnificat, that song that she sings after visiting her cousin Elizabeth, who, as we recall, was pregnant at the time with St. John the Baptist. And he leaps in the womb, right? He's like, hey, I'm not the Christ. There he is. He's over in her womb. He's right there, okay? And then Mary replies with that beautiful song, my soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God, my Savior, for he has looked with favor upon his lowly servant. From this day, all generations will call me blessed. The Almighty has done great things for me, and holy is his name. In this beautiful little song, Mary is able to say, on the one hand, that she is truly God's lowly little servant. She is only the handmaid of the Lord. She's able to say in all humility, I am not. But then she is able to then say, from this day all generations will call me blessed. And that is also humility. She's not showing off. She's not vying for our attention. She's just being honest. She really will be called blessed for all eternity. She really is the queen of all the angels and saints, the queen of heaven. She doesn't waste any time putting herself down or belittling herself. No, she spends all of her effort lifting up God, pointing to him. My soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. Thank goodness I'm little. Thank goodness I am not God. That is the secret to Christian joy. It's precisely this humble and honest, I am not, which then paves the way, it prepares the way of the Lord, of the great I am of Jesus. There is one among you, St. John says, whom you do not recognize, one coming after me whose sandal strap I am not worthy to untie, one who can say in all humility and truth, I am, I am the good shepherd, I am the bread of life, I am the resurrection, I am the way and the truth and the life. This Jesus, Jesus of Nazareth, is the Son of God, the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, the same God who so long ago spoke to Moses from the heart of the burning bush. I am who am, okay? That's what Jesus is saying when he says, I am. God is, and we are not. And so in this Holy Eucharist, we come humbly before the Lord himself, the great I am, how can we not fall on our knees in reverent humility and reply with deep rejoicing, deep joy in our hearts, Lord, I am not. And isn't that what we say, right? Lord, 
I am not worthy that you should enter under my roof. I'm not worthy to receive you. I'm not. And yet, you are good. And you can heal me. You can heal my soul. And my soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. 